During the course of your professional career, how many leaders have you come across that could be best described as bully? How many were passive pushovers? The fact is, being either a bully or a pushover does not make for a great leader. Leaders with these characteristics don't have a team that supports them. Instead, the most effective leaders possess assertiveness to motivate and manage their teams. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, everyone, to the Champion Forum, where it is my mission to influence others to become champions and ensure everyone reaches their fullest potential in this life. Make sure that you stay clear to the end of today's episode for a contest announcement. Today, I'm going to be discussing the leadership characteristic of assertiveness. Assertiveness is a highly, highly valuable characteristic of a leader. Assertiveness is a very confident type of behavior. A person who is assertive, they're not afraid of saying what they want or what they believe. Your leadership style is going to set the tone for your team and the results that follow. When a leader is assertive, they have a very clear idea of how to get work done. It guarantees that you are consistent, that you are understood by the very people that you lead. One of the major benefits of being assertive is that it helps a leader to become very self-confident. Have you seen that leader? Have you been around that leader? That one that kind of shows up into the room and you can kind of feel their presence. You kind of feel like they've arrived. I have so many people ask me about this skill and how to obtain it. You know, sometimes whether I'm doing a, you know, a presentation uh, to a group of people or, uh, you know, even in different settings, some people will come up to me and they say, man, Jeff, you know, just kind of how you talk, it's different than other people. That's an assertive approach. But I want to give some caution today around different behaviors and different traits of leaders that attempt to be assertive and they end up being jerks. So we're going to break some of those things down today. But what I can tell you is assertive leaders, when you, when you capture this, it's going to guarantee that you are very consistent and understood. One of the major benefits of being assertive, like I mentioned before, is you're going to feel more confident as a leader. This confidence in leadership, matter of fact, confidence in anything you do in life, is something that you're absolutely going to need to excel at the highest levels, and leadership is no different. Assertive leaders... Uh, what I have found too is that they have an ability to gain a better understanding of who they are themselves and the value that they bring to the table. You know, as a leader, we're not just checking the box. Uh, I talk a lot about it's not the title on our business card, but we're here to bring value. And assertive leaders do this at the highest levels. Confident and assertive leaders, they demand respect from followers and it helps them stand out from the masses. There's a much bigger difference than being a boss, being a manager, and somebody that leads with authority, leads with confidence, and, and even more so, has the respect of their people. Leaders who possess assertive skills, they can complete tasks more efficiently and with a lot less headaches and, what, and watch your productivity go up all the while while you have this assertive trait. You can have all of the knowledge in the world, all of the skills in the world. 
You could be listening to leadership podcasts all day long, reading all of the latest books, reading all of the latest blogs. You can possess a multitude of leadership skills. However, you have to see assertiveness as as the engine of the whole thing. It's the very thing that makes sure that these other traits are heard, understood, and they're executed on without assertiveness. All of these other things that you've been conditioning, they lay dormant. Assertiveness, even by itself, is a great trait, but it also has the power to magnify all of these other leadership strengths that you might possess. So it's something that you have to chase down as a leader. If I had to pick one skill for the majority of leaders to improve upon, it would absolutely be assertiveness because I feel like it's kind of the hidden leadership skill. We teach a lot about conflict resolution. We teach a lot about influence. We teach a lot about all of these other things. But assertiveness, it's something that I find that leaders have a hard time grasping. I will tell you one of the best ways to learn to be assertive is to be around assertive. Modeling after other people that you want to emulate. It's the best way. But I I have good news for you. Um, It is a learned skill. You know, maybe you're listening today and uh, you know you need more assertive and you know uh, maybe you've resigned to the fact that it's just something you're born with. Well, lucky for you, it's not the case. I do feel uh, assertiveness, it does come more natural for some, but it's absolutely a skill that can be learned. I think what comes natural for a lot of people is being obnoxious, um, being the loudest one in the room. The loudest one in the room doesn't mean you're assertive. It could mean that you're just that, obnoxious. Obnoxious doesn't garner respect. Assertive gets respect. Before I go into sharing some tips on how you can become a more assertive leader, I think it's very important to understand and kind of review what I would tell you I have seen as the four very distinct communication styles that we will require on a frequent basis. As a matter of fact, you probably are encountering these four distinct styles on a daily. The the first one that I want to talk to you about, and we could do a whole podcast on each and every one of these styles of communication, but the first one I want to briefly talk about is the passive communication style. These are the individuals who avoid conflict. Uh, These are the, the leaders that get taken advantage of, and these are the ones that apologize all the time. I always tell my leaders when they tell me I'm sorry, you know, and I said this in an earlier episode, if you're sorry, do you know what that means? It means you're sorry. That's exactly what it means. You don't want to be a leader that's sorry. That's not me telling you not to apologize, but a passive personality, they are constantly apologizing and they're sorry for something. If this is you and you're listening, you most likely know who you are. You most likely do not like being passive as well. And if you're led by somebody like this, you most likely don't respect them. But I'll bet you might like them. You like it. You enjoy being around them. You like them. You like their company. But you probably don't have the utmost respect for a passive leader. A few signs that this might be you Deadlines are missed. You know, your team, they just don't make deadlines. People are always late to meetings. They're late coming into the office. And even possibly, uh, you're being disrespected publicly. You know, not only is this something that's good for business, this is good for personal relationships. I can't tell you how many times I have had discussions with parents 
who were having trouble with children who fell into passive personality types. And I would say to them, why in the world would you, why wouldn't, why in the world would you parent your children that way? Now, I'm not here to go around and, you know, teach people parenting classes. I'm here to teach leadership, but that's what parenting is. And it's no different in the workplace. And so we've got to foster this new ideal, uh, if you are passive, that I can get there, but it's going to take some work on your part because it might not come natural to you. The second one I want to talk about is the aggressive style of communication. Many people view aggressive leaders as self-righteous. They're bullies. They're quick to criticize others. They're very quick to be dismissive of others' opinions. I got to tell you a funny story about an aggressive leader I had one time. You know, I, and I'm telling you, like, aggressive. You know, th- this, uh, this leader, we were down. You know, numbers weren't good. You know, turnover was high. You know, he, he was at his wit's end. So what he decided to do to gather everybody's attention was he was going to start having Saturday conference calls. So sure enough, we did it. And uh, every Saturday, 7 a.m. to 9.30 a.m., we were on a call, market by market, talking about our plan, talking about what we were going to do. And this one morning, I remember it like it was yesterday, this guy went on a tear about a certain subject, and he, he opened it up for Q&A, like, hey, here's the problem that we're having, here's what we got to get better, and I want to hear somebody's opinion on how they think we can fix it. So I thought I was going to be the, uh, you know, the class pet and I was going to be the first one to respond. And I said, hey, boss, you know, so and so and this and that. And I think this is going to help us get better. Dead silence for what seemed to be an eternity. And he responded with, you know what, Hancher? That's exactly why we're in the problem that we're in. That's exactly why your team sucks. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that will be the last time that I give my two cents and try to give a leading contribution. I saw him as a bully. Now, I learned a lot from that guy, and uh, maybe he, he could have, uh, you know, used this uh, podcast uh, to get better. But man, although he was a good leader, this was a missing element for him. And I still, after this many years, I'm still talking about it. So if you're listening... Uh, and you are that leader, thank you. I learned a lot from that experience, and I learned uh, what not to do, but I also want to thank you because I learned a lot of great things from you as well. You know, I've seen many leaders lean towards this uh, aggressive approach, and, and really why I feel they do that, it's simply an effort on their part not to be passive. It's like, don't be passive at any cost. Nobody wants to be passive. Nobody wants to be looked at as the wimpy pushover leader. And so the pendulum just swings completely the other way. I feel it's also very common that when leaders take this aggressive approach, it's probably for one of the following reasons. One, uh, they don't want to be labeled passive. And so they go to the extreme, like I mentioned. And, um, They haven't really been exposed to maybe a leader that is confident and assertive. And maybe they that all they've been exposed to was that aggressive style. You know, they're falling in line, which would be the second thing. They're falling in line with the leadership culture that they're in and that they've been developed by. You know, hey, my boss, uh, my peers, they're all aggressive and they're bullies, so I should be an aggressive bully too. This is called a culture of creating aggressive, bullying leaders. It's simply not going to work. The third reason could be that um, you're just naturally a jerk. I mean, that's possible. 
and if this is you, uh, know that you, you, might get, uh, you might get by with this for a while because you carry the title, but you will never reach your fullest potential as a leader. And you will never reach your true impactful influence on people. So here's my advice to you. Stop being a jerk. It's not necessary. You don't have to be a jerk to get people to respond. Being a jerk, being that aggressive leader, the one that's throwing the chair, you know, Bobby Knight style all the time, yet will it get attention? Absolutely it will get attention. But what you'll get is you'll get response when you're there. Assertive leaders who get the respect of people, they have the respect of people all the time even when they're not there. The next style I want to talk about, the third style, is passive-aggressive. This is a very popular one. And despite wanting to avoid confrontation, passive-aggressive people can be very manipulative, and they can play games with others to highlight their power. Hey, I'm the boss. I want everybody to know. This is a very dangerous trait, and if it's not dealt with, it can destroy a company culture. Why it's, in my opinion, the most dangerous is because it's not aggressive, so it doesn't stand out like a sore thumb. It's not passive, so people aren't talking, oh my gosh, they're wimpy, they're, they cower down, you know, they, they never speak up. It's right there in the middle, and it's almost camouflaged by manipulation, and it's not exposed. It's not, it's not in the spotlight. You know, with this type of a leader, there's usually an absence of professional development and sharing expertise with their people. You know, they're not into, they're not into making people better. They're not into sharing their trade secrets because they're insecure and they see everybody as a threat to their position. I'll give you another example of a leader uh, that is a passive aggressive. If you are this leader or you have a leader that does the following, they're most likely passive aggressive. They will throw you under the tires of a bus to look better for their boss. Why? They're insecure. They are insecure. Whatever the boss says, goes period they won't challenge them they they will not stick up for you for with their boss it is all about them this leader that i'm talking about this passive aggressive they, they will avoid valuable interaction with their people they're, they're not the one that is going out of their way to develop bonds and relationships with people they see that as weak-minded leadership they choose not to maintain uh, a position of authority while having genuine interactions with people. They place a wall between them and their subordinates. They're the ones at the, uh, at the, at the big meeting, the, the regional meeting, or whatever it might be, that they're, they're kind of off in their own little space. Now, I will say this. Um, I had a great leader once that I think put it very, very well. He said, you should be friendly, but not friends. And I think that's great advice. You know, I'm not saying to, uh, you know, rub elbows, you know, that, that can get awkward. You do want to separate yourself as a leader. But I will tell you this, having sound, foundational, good, genuine relationships that tell your people that you actually do care and you actually want to develop them, you actually want to invest in them, it will create a culture on your team that people will be willing to fight for you and fight for the cause. It will also allow you to get forgiveness when you blow it because these people know your heart. They know exactly where you stand. And so people will fight for you and they'll come to your rescue and they'll be the ones in the fog of war with you when things get the toughest. So the last one I want to talk about and what this episode is all about is the assertive. The assertive style of leader. This is the happy medium between passive and aggressive. 
Th- those who are assertive, they communicate their feelings and opinions, but they also seek out win-win scenarios with everybody. They believe that there can be a win-win type of outcome, and they strive towards that level of outcome. You know, I feel the most confusion, you know, in these styles that we're talking about today. It's the difference between being assertive and being aggressive. So I want to give you a, a, a few things to think about, a few thoughts that might add some clarity. Aggressive people, they come across as needing to win at all cost. And if that means that there are bodies in the wake, so be it. They got to win at any cost. They see hurting another person. It's a byproduct of successful communication. Like if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. I've seen leaders that are so aggressive in this approach that I've seen them even brag about this. You see how I handled that guy? You see how I did that? In open public meetings with so many people around. Here's a sidebar leadership tip for you. This one's at no cost. Rebuke in private and praise in public. There's very few times that it is going to add any value to pull an employee or a partner of yours through the mud in front of the masses. If you have a good reason that that would add value, I would love for you to email me and tell me what that is because I haven't read that uh, leadership book yet and been given that training. You know, aggressive people, they come off as attacking. They're often very self-focused. They're not solution-centered type leaders. Aggressive people, they feed into others' fears rather than building confidence. They find fear in somebody, man, they're going to use that as an opportunity to lead. The what if, what could happen. If you don't do this, this is what's going to happen to you. They lead with that aggressive style of approach. Have you ever heard the saying that people don't quit their job, they quit their boss? This is the boss that they're talking about. This boss. So let's talk about some assertive leadership characteristics, ones that you should be trying to emulate. Assertive leaders, they're not afraid to express their, pos- their any position. Whatever, wherever they stand, they're open with their opinions. And they respect themselves by standing up for what they believe. Assertive leaders, these are people that are driven, they're driven on conviction. They're driven high on morals and high on ethics, and they are not afraid to back down. Meaning, if, if you're on their team, you report to that boss, and your boss's boss is coming down with something crazy or they're talking about the team or whatever, if this boss is convicted about the team doing the right things, that boss will stand up and he will challenge the status quo. She will challenge that other boss to say, no, wait a minute, I think, you, I think you're off. With all due respect, this is really what's happening. And I got to tell you what they're doing. And yes, there's opportunity, but here's what they're doing well. The, the assertive has no problem being confident in their approach. And this is great because when people have a leader like this, they get the sense that leader will go to bat for me. I don't have to worry about what this leader is saying behind my back. Otherwise, if you don't possess this, people are always wondering, what are they saying about me? How is it going? How do they really feel? What are they saying to the other uh, bosses or managers or leaders in the building or in the company or whatever? They just, they feel uncertain at all times. Assertive leaders, they respect people with the intention of mutual respect. It's not just about you better respect me. 
It's about I'm going to respect you and I'm going to earn your respect. Respect is earned and assertive leaders get this. Assertive leaders aren't afraid to express to others what they need. These are people that when they have a plan, they have a strategy, they know what it's going to take to create a winning outcome. They are not afraid to pull people from every, every facet of the earth and the company to get this done. And they're very, very decisive in their approach. Assertive people, they value fair exchanges of ideas. This is a great trait of an assertive leader. They don't mind having dialogue. However, the assertive leader, their team knows open dialogue is always an option. It's always on the table. But here's what else they know about an assertive leader. Whatever the leader decides as the final call, you had better believe it's the final call. Notice, I said fair exchange. These types of leaders... They don't value just being heard, but they also value listening to their people. Assertive leaders have no intention of hurting anybody, only making people better through their firm and direct approach. You see, firm and direct is a lot different than aggressive and demeaning. You think being aggressive and demeaning is going to get you results. It gets you quick results, but they're not sustainable. Being aggressive and demeaning, it will get the attention of people in the, in the right now moment. But the assertive, the direct, the firm, that is going to get you sustainable results over the long haul. Assertive leaders, they're people that look for the win-win and they believe it can absolutely happen every single time. Now, I, a word of caution to the aggressive style of leader. If you've been given the feedback that you need to pull it in, be less aggressive, make sure that you don't get defensive and go into a shell, especially if you're the aggressive leader and it's your boss telling you, calm down, slow your roll. You know, you, you got the sickle out and you are just chopping people like settle down. Aggressive leaders, when they're given this firm feedback Oftentimes, I've seen them just go right into a shell. Some, some of these aggressive leaders, they will go to the extreme other way, and they'll elect to go to a passive approach, even though it's not their normal style. They, they will be intentional to be passive. Well, if they're going to think that way, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to go back into my office, and I'm only going to speak when spoken to. They won't assert themselves unless it's absolutely warranted or it's provoked or sometimes not even at all. You have to understand, this would defeat the whole purpose of standing your ground and having conversations that need to be had. That's what we do as leaders. We can't go the full other way. We've got to find the balance, and it sits right with assertiveness. You see, when you apply an assertive approach, you're reflecting equal respect. In other words, you're not only, uh, you know, you, it's not all about you. You're respecting other viewpoints or behaviors, but make no mistake, assertive leaders respect their own opinions as well. This is not one-sided. They're not just trying to make everybody happy here. They want their voice to be heard too because they do believe that their voice should be the loudest because they have supreme confidence. And that comes through hard work, a lot of effort, and what you internalize. If you're listening to this podcast, you're one of those one percenters. 
You don't have to be listening today. What you're putting into who you're becoming as a leader is building your self-confidence, even if you're not seeing the fruit of that right now. The seeds are absolutely being planted. So I've presented the benefits of assertive leadership as well as all of these different communication type styles. Now I'm going to give you some real take-home value by providing some specific insight of how you can start becoming an assertive leader today. And, and I will tell you this, I'm going to give you these tips. You need to start putting them into action immediately because if you don't, this is going to be another training, another podcast. You're going to walk away saying, wow, that, you know, that was good. Those were some really, really good tips. If they're not executed, you're never going to, you're never going to learn them and they're never going to become a part of who you are. It's very similar to uh, learning a joke. Do you ever get somebody tell you a great joke? And you're like, wow, that was great. You know the best way to remember a joke is to tell it right away to somebody else, even if you butcher it a little bit. I want you to do that. I want you to try these tips today. So the first one is voice your needs and wants with supreme confidence. If you're going to perform to your very fullest potential as a leader, then you need to make sure that your priorities are met. It's absolutely critical. You've been put in that leadership position because you have answers. Don't wait for someone else to recognize what you need. You, you could be waiting forever. Take the initiative to start to identify the very things that you want right now. Then set goals so that you can achieve those things that need done right now. They're priorities. Once you've done this, you can tell your people exactly what it is that you need from them. And then you can help them achieve these goals in a very clear and confident way. Number two, acknowledge that you cannot control other people's behavior. This is a big one. This is especially important for those that are currently in the passive approach. Uh, You're the passive leader. Passive styles typically stay there because they're overthinking what the other person might say or how they might feel. You know, are they going to be mad at me? Will they be offended? You know, will I be apologizing again? Overthinking it. What You can't do that as an assertive leader. Don't make the mistake of accepting responsibility for how someone else is going to react to your own assertiveness. You know, for example, you know, these people begin to act angry or resentful toward you. Try avoiding reacting to them in the same way. That is not going to help anybody. You know, to give you an idea to get you in this atmosphere, for those of you that have kids, you know, you're riding home and your kid is playing in the street. What do you do? A passive approach is not the answer at that time. I'm not sure an aggressive approach is either, but I can tell you this, that is not the time to worry about, hey, if I have a very firm discussion with them or even give some discipline to that child, are you thinking about their feelings? Are you thinking about, oh my gosh, they're probably going to be upset at me for days. I I don't know if I want to do this. No, you're thinking about if I don't take action on this and if I don't give some firm, direct communication to this, this behavior could be happening again. You care too much about that child to let it go. Passive is not the answer. Aggressive probably isn't either because then you're just a jerk parent, right? Or you're a jerk leader. Assertive. They might not like it in the moment and that's fine. You know, as a leader, remember this, you're not there to be their buddy. You're not there to be their friend. You're there to make the business better, the organization better, and you're there to get people to reach their fullest potential. If you happen to make some friendships along the way, that's a bonus. 
But hopefully you have enough friends outside of the business environment. That's not why they're there. They're not there for a social club. They're there looking to you to help make them better. Be assertive in your approach. Remember, you can only control yourself and your own behavior. So do your best to stay calm when things get tense. If somebody blows up when you give them assertive feedback, just stay calm. It's okay. Play the ball. I talk about playing the ball. The ball in sports, it, it, it doesn't have a personality. You don't play the opponent. You play the ball. That's it. If you believe in what you're doing and saying, then it's your obligation to deliver the message to your team no matter how they react. It's really irrelevant. Number three, learn to say no. Absolutely learn to say no. I have said it so many times in these episodes that it is going to be more important to decide what you're going to say no to than what you're going to say yes to. Saying no can be tough to do, especially when you're not used to doing it, but I can tell you it is vital if you want to become an assertive leader. Sometimes people need to be told no. Knowing your own limits will help you manage your tasks more effectively, pinpoint areas of your job that make you feel as though you're being taken advantage of. I can tell you, if you are not an assertive leader, there is most likely areas of your life that you feel overwhelmed, people are taking advantage of you, you're doing other people's work just to make sure that it gets done, you're taking over job responsibilities that aren't even close to what you're supposed to be doing. Why? Because you have not learned to say no. Remember, you cannot even possibly dream of doing everything to please everyone. It's not going to happen. Make sure that you don't become a yes leader all the time. You will earn the repu- uh, a strong reputation of being indecisive and being a pushover. It's absolutely going to happen. It's okay to say no. I need you saying no more often, as a matter of fact, because not everybody is in the leadership role. There's a reason you have been put in the position. Learn to say no. Number four, and last one. Begin to use very assertive communication techniques. Just by changing a few words, it will change your whole approach. It will change how people perceive you. What I want you to start doing is I want you to start using I statements. I want, I need, I feel. These will convey very basic assertions and they will get your point across very firmly. So to give you an example of what that might look like, I feel strongly that we need to bring in a third party to mediate this disagreement. I feel not, hey, what do you got? What do you all think about this? Or, hey, what about this idea? Or, hey, should we do this? No, I feel strongly this is what we need to do. The next thing in in communication as an assertive leader is empathy. Empathy is often looked at as weak, but I can tell you empathy is a powerful, powerful assertion in communication. Always try to recognize and understand how the person views the situation. How is that other person seeing this situation? Then after taking their point of view into consideration, express what you need from them. I don't care what sad story they give you. I don't care what excuse they give you. What I'm, I'm not telling you to just go in and say, suck it up, buttercup. No, that's not empathy. You're listening. You're listening to their story. But here's how I want you to respond. Here, here is a, a good role play for this. Hey, look, I understand you're having trouble working with Janelle, Chi-Chi, but this project needs to be completed by Friday. Let's all sit down and come up with a plan together. 
So here in this situation, I have Chi-Chi. She hates working with Janelle. Janelle is, you know, not not getting it done. She's coming to me. I'm the boss. I'm the leader. Hey, look, yeah, I know, I know you got this project, Jeff, but man, I, I really don't like working with Janelle. I, look, the, what I could do is say, you know what, Chi-Chi, how about you and I do the project this time? No, it's not your job as the leader. Show empathy. Hey, I understand you're having trouble working with Janelle. But it, look, it doesn't change the fact that this got to get done. The deadline is still Friday. So what I want is I want me, you, and Janelle to sit down. We're going to come up with a plan, and I need you to execute. Sound good? Great. The next thing that I want you to try is escalation. Hopefully this doesn't, it's not something that you have to do often. But here's the thing. If your first attempts at asserting yourself have been unsuccessful, then you may need to escalate the matter further. This means becoming firmer with the person who you are requesting help from. And it may end in you telling them what's going to happen next, next time if, the, if you're not satisfied with the results. Remember, firm does not mean uh, getting nasty and getting angry and getting mean. It means firm. For example, uh, Jacqueline, this is the third time this week I've had to speak to you about arriving late. If you're late once more this month, I will activate the disciplinary process. Look, it's important to know that being assertive requires accountability. That's an escalation. Jacqueline's late for the third time this week. That is unacceptable. If you're late one more time this month, I'm going, you're putting me in a position to activate discipline. Being assertive requires, it demands accountability. Without it, there's no consistency and chaos will be the result. Even if your assertive communication is out there and it's on point, if there's not escalation when needed, you're going to be looked at as a pushover. Yeah, he talks a good game. She talks a great game. She says what's going to happen. Nothing ever happens. Just keep doing your thing. It's no problem. No, that's not what assertive leaders do. They hold everybody accountable. They set finite boundaries because the organization demands it. Success demands it, and quite frankly, the person that you're setting the boundaries and escalating with, is it's only going to help them as well. The next thing I want you to try is I want you to change your verbs in, in your sentences, in your communication. Try using verbs that are more definite. They're, they're emphatic when you communicate. This is going to help you send a very clear message and avoid what a lot of leaders do, which is sugarcoating your message so much that people are left confused by what it is that you exactly want from them in the first place. Meaning, you got to deliver bad news, and so you you tee up this whole story and start sugarcoating it. Meanwhile, you know what most people are thinking in their head when you start doing that? Just say it. Just say what you have to say. They're seeing right through it. Using the proper verbs and changing your approach just a little bit will take you from a passive to an assertive instantly. So, to do this, I want you using verbs like will instead of could or should, want instead of need, choose to instead of have to. So I'll give you some examples of how this would work with the uh, uh, will. I will be going on vacation next week, so I, I will need somebody to cover my workload. Here's the passive approach to that same exact message. I want to go on vacation next week so I could use someone's help in covering my workload. You see the difference in those two? I'm going on vacation next week. I need somebody to do this. There's not options there. It's a directive. This is what needs to get done. This is what has to happen. The next example is, 
I want you to complete this training course because I believe that it will help you progress your career. I want you to do this, not could you do it, when will you have time to do it, I want you to do it. It's a very direct, firm approach. It's not, where, where in the world have you been? You know all the rules. You know that this training had to be done. You know you're out of compliance. No, you'll get the, the results. But again, never sustainability. The next example I'll give you of this um, is this statement. I'm going to choose this option as the leader because I think it's going to prove to be more successful than all of the other options that were presented to me. You see that? You choose this option because you have answers. You're the leader. You're decisive. Have you ever been in a situation as the leader where you have 15 people bringing you ideas, bringing you feedback, bringing you what they feel is going to work the best? Oftentimes, there's 14 people that are going to be let down and maybe even 15 you're choosing. I'm choosing this option. I'm not decisive. I'm, you might not even go around and say, hey, you know, I hope, it, I hope I didn't hurt your feelings by not using your idea. No, assertive leaders make decisions for the betterment of the entire team. I can tell you this. If you're on a quest to assertive leadership and you need to be, it likely is not going to happen overnight if you're not there already. By practicing some of these techniques very regularly, you're slowly going to build up the confidence and the self-belief that you need to become an assertive leader. You'll, you'll likely find that as you go down this road and you pursue this, you're going to become a more productive leader, you're going to become more efficient, and ultimately, you will be more respective. So in closing, I hope you found these tips in this episode helpful on your journey to world-class leadership. I can tell you, being an assertive leader, it's an excellent quality that compels people to achieve more. You get to a place when you do this that people aren't working for you, but they don't want to let you down. You see the difference in that philosophy and that perspective? When, when somebody doesn't get the job done right, don't you want them to come up to you and say, man, boss, I'm sorry I let you down versus, hey, sorry, I blew it. No, there's an emotional attachment there now. Great assertive leaders find that balance. Assertiveness will absolutely add power and conviction to your messaging and enable your voice as the leader to be heard and magnified over the masses and even into uh, other regions. You know, you, you don't have to have repetition. When you're assertive, even if you travel as a leader, I can tell you, you're leaving such strong deposits that they permeate long after you're gone. Sometimes it's so great that people won't remember what you said, but man, they just remember how they felt. And there's just this embedded memory of, of your presence, how, you, how they made you feel. And now there's an emotional attachment. And that's a powerful thing as a leader. You can be assertive without crossing the line of being obnoxious and pushy. And many of you that are listening, that's where, you, that's where you're leaning. You're leaning towards obnoxious because that's an easy place to go. You can go there so fast because you've seen so many other people do it. Maybe you even grew up in a house that you had parents do it. So now you're just acting like that again because that's really all you know. Well, I'm here to give you uh, some information. It's not the right way. By utilizing this type of assertive behavior... I'm telling you, you can turn yourself into an exceptional leader. Thanks again for making me a part of your journey to, to your great leadership success. I, I consider it an awesome privilege to invest in the lives of other people. 
I'm, I'm going to hold a contest to drive awareness, like I mentioned at the uh, front end of this episode. I want to drive awareness to the podcast, and I want to award you with a gift. Uh, nobody's going to be able to retire from the gift. Don't get too excited. But here's how you play. Number one, to enter t- into the contest, take a screenshot of your favorite podcast episode so far and make a post or add it to your story via social media. You can put any commentary, emojis, whatever you want to do, uh, but take a screenshot of your very favorite episode and post it to social media. The second thing you can do to enter is leave a review of the podcast via the outlet you stream the content. I find Apple seems to be the easiest to get this done via iTunes. If you've already left a review, I'm not going to count you out, post your comments via social media. So those are the two ways you can earn up to two entries in the drawing. I'm going to select a winner at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, October 6, 2019. In the meantime, keep making big impact and never forget this. You have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead inspire, win.